0: Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with missionary Greg Savitt.
1: I wish as the body of Christ, we would resist the world as well as the Jewish people resisted King Antiochus IV. We see that homosexuality is not a choice. The world says we're born this way. It's acceptable. And you know, it must be acceptable because every time I turn on a TV show, there's somebody who's gay as a character. So it must be acceptable, right? The Supreme Court says gay marriage is legal.
0: As Greg continues to teach through his series on Hanukkah and Christmas, he'll be exhorting us to refrain from the world and its lusts. The Jewish believers in the book of Acts did a great job withstanding the pull from the world, and you are called as well to be a set-apart holy priesthood. Now here's Greg with part two of his message entitled, Without Hanukkah, No Christmas.
1: King Antiochus IV wanted to change their opinions, politics, lifestyles, and religion. For example, Antiochus wanted the Jewish people to stop studying the scriptures, become athletes, start working out in gymnasiums. Have you ever seen a book on Jewish sports stars? Let me tell you something, it's very thin. You might have Sandy Koufax, Hank Greenberg, Mark Spitz, but they wanted the Jewish people to believe in Zeus and all the myths. And they wanted to believe in Thor and Prometheus. And the Jewish people believed in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They wanted the Jewish people to be great chefs, to dine, to be Epicurean. Jewish people, they had their dietary laws. Finally, they wanted Jewish people to have philosophy like Aristotle and Plato. But they had the philosophy of God who created these men. So they didn't need that. So what happens is we see a battle and Jewish people really stick to their guns. They resist everything that Antiochus IV does to them. And I look in our Christian history, and guys, sometimes I wish as the body of Christ we would resist the world as well as the Jewish people resisted King Antiochus IV. We see that homosexuality, It's not a choice the world says we're born this way it's acceptable and you know it must be acceptable because every time i turn on a tv show there's somebody who's gay as a character so it must be acceptable right the supreme court says gay marriage is legal but yet the bible says that it is sin we see people talking about even christians say things like all roads lead to god It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you have faith. And how can anybody really know truth? Well, you know what? Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And nobody comes to Father except through him. So we should be a little bit more like the Jewish people who resisted being made into more worldly. So here's what happens. 167 BC, Antiochus IV goes to Egypt. There's a rumor that he died. You know what Jerusalem did? Party time. they had parties, they were rejoicing. Uh, you know, everybody was so happy. he's not dead, comes back into town. This guy is more than furious. Uh, not only he was going to uh, destroy the Jewish people, he wants to take away something that was more important to anything to Jewish people. That is their God and their faith. They destroyed the Torah and all religious books. They made Jewish people eat pork or unkosher food or they died. They were forbidden to have circumcision. Also, the most horrific act in the Holy of Holies, you know, it was a a 15-foot by 15-foot place in the temple. The high priest would go there once a year. The Ark of the Covenant was. You've guys seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay? Uh, that, that box was in there. God literally hovered over that mercy seat on the Day of Atonement. You know what they did? They took pigs, they slit their throats, and blood went flying onto the ceiling, all to the wall, onto the floors. As you can see, they were trying to exterminate the Jewish people in their faith. And I kind of think about this. As believers in Jesus, and I'm talking to myself, How would we function if they took away all of our Bibles? How would we function if there was no tweets, texts, Facebooks, Instagram about Christianity? How about no watching Christian TV, movies, or listening to Christian music? What about no Christian schools? So you think about that, how would we survive? I think the Jewish people did pretty well. In fact, the last thing that Antiochus IV did is in order to worship in the temple, they had a gigantic statue of Zeus, and you had to bow down to that temple before you went in to worship. Could you imagine tonight if we had a big statue of Muhammad the prophet, and we had to bow down and worship that before we went into the sanctuary this evening? That's what Antiochus did to the Jewish people. By the way, if you did bow before that, Uh, You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, above on earth, beneath or in the waters below. Thou shalt not bow down to them or worship. That are the first two commandments of the Ten Commandments. Now, what happened was, there's an old priest now, and his name is Mattathias. He's like 80 years old, and they're all going to temple. Mattathias Maccabee has five sons, and this old guy is about to go to worship. And one of the soldiers say, you must bow down to Zeus. And he says no. And another Jewish guy cuts in front of him and says, I will bow down to Zeus. Mattathias, he's 80, he takes out a sword, he kills the Jewish person, the traitor, he kills the uh, Seleucid soldier, and he and the rest of about a thousand people went into the hills. He said, it's whatever with God, follow me. Now, Judas Maccabee was the youngest son. He was a fearless leader, a brilliant tactician, and he was a brilliant person who could be a, a great leader. Um, I named my son Judah, because Judah meant Judah Maccabee meant Judah the Hammer. And sometimes I like to hammer his mouth shut. You know, he just, he just loves to debate. I knew I was in trouble when he was six years old. He said, Dad, who do you like better, Batman or Superman? And I said, well, I think I like Superman. No, and I'll tell you why. The next hour, he was debating me. So, anyways, I want to share with you what the Jewish people are up against. You've got about five to 6,000 Jewish farmers. You know, they have pitchforks. They have shovels. Uh, you know, they don't have any equipment. They've never been trained. And they're up against 47,000. The third largest army. The Jewish people were number 10 to 1. I'm not a betting person, but I think if I was playing poker, I would be all in on the Seleucids. They know how to fight. They got the weapons. They know how to do everything. But what the advantage the Jewish people had was, number one, they had God on their side. Amen. And nothing is too impossible for the Lord. And what they did is they knew the land, they knew the the caves, they knew the terrain, and they did guerrilla warfare. Jewish people invented guerrilla warfare. See, the Seleucids just wanted to stand up and fight. They had traps, they had ambushes. So what happens after three and a half years of doing these ambushes and killing Antiochus' men, finally Antiochus IV says, fine, fine. You want this little dry area called uh, Palestine, you can have it. The Jewish people had won. And they marched in after three and a half years. And the thing is, after three and a half years, nobody's taken care of it. Nobody's cut the lawn. Nobody's got the dust off everything. It is a dirty, dusty mess. Oh, don't forget the blood in the Holy of Holies. That is all, all dried. So when they got into the temple, they were going to rededicate the temple, and that's the word Hanukkah. So when we talk about Hanukkah, that's rededication. So they were going to light the uh, Tamid. Now, tonight I have a menorah. This has um, nine uh, candelabrum stands. But back then, in Judaism, they had seven. It was called the Nirtamid, the eternal flame. And it symbolized God eternal, God's glory, God's radiance, and it never would go out. So here's the deal Judah Maccabee only had oil for one day. What kind of object lesson would be if you went back to the temple, you light the near Tamid, and it goes out the next day?
0: for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth and Calvary Chapel Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's Main Thing Radio Com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the current series Pastor Robert is teaching through here on Main Thing Radio. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available on MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio.